So this is this is a podcast called Baratech, where three guys usually talk about music, myths, and miscellaneous. And tonight, I get to talk about my favorite creepypasta uh, legend. Hold on, who else we got? Hold on, I'm gonna... Are you getting there? All right. I'm getting there. All I'm right. doing this intro my way, Oceans. Down, Bear. Down, Bear. Down, Stop buddy. attacking. <laughs> okay, fine. I will not be speaking I'm a Polar lot. Bear. I'm Sam Montano. Oh, I'm uh, Nate. I'm Blitz Bear. And I'm the one that interrupts everybody all the time. I'm Panda Bear. I'm Sam Motions. And I'm Claire Bear. Also Amy. Always Amy. <laughs> she wants oh. to be Amy all the time. But yeah, this is my favorite uh, creepypasta. It's called Goatman. Why is it called creepypasta? It's the name of the uh, style of story. It's a very... What does pasta have to do with stories? I teach English and I it's an internet thing, honey. Oh. Is it is it a genre or is it like a company? It's a genre. Oh, okay. What what makes a, a scary what's different from like a horror story or a campfire story and a creepypasta? Um Well creepypastas mostly started out as uh, what's called a green text on Reddit and 4chan. Is that like the Shrek is love thing? <laughs> um, no, so it's a style of writing. So you'd be like so, like, the original text of this uh, that the does this goat man, not the version I, write, I wrote, is it starts with, be me, be 16, be whatever, go to Alabama to hang out with cousins. Like, it writes in short little so snippets like, people, like that. So, people add on to it or something? No, or? It's one, it'll be one person, but they just, okay. like, it's a quick, a quick, fast little snippet of a sentence. It's, like, just, like, a thought. And they, like, keep keep writing it as time goes on so people like tune in every day to read the like one sentence or something or no usually they post them as one long post but it had to do with the way that you could you couldn't like do paragraphs or something like that and so like it's a it's like a telegraph yeah kind of went into house saw axe stop yeah so this is a a version of my favorite creepypasta is posted on 4chan which is a website on the internet that you shouldn't go to ever (laughs) (laughs) If you're a respectable person. Um, and it was posted on September 28th, 2012. And the original title is Anassi's Goatman. And this yes, is it's happening. He's yeah. telling the story of the infamous We've Goatman. We've been teasing this for like... Since the beginning? Like the almost? entire... At least this entire season. When did this start? It's probably January? way overhyped now. <laughs> it's not going to be... It's been at least in November. It's going to be anticlimactic. Because I think we ta- he mentioned it on Halloween, actually. Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah. I'm um, afraid. We are sitting fireside, so it's adding to the terrible ambiance. The story doesn't actually go over what Goatman is, so I'm going to start up front by telling you what he is. Or it is. Uh, Goatman is a figure from legend that has a lot of different origin stories, but most often he's described as a mischievous spirit that haunts the woods of North America, looking for groups of travelers he can infiltrate and cause panic, fear, and dread. It's said to have the head of a goat and the body of a tall man, but it's also a shapeshifter, yeah. and it can cr- it can turn into any creature. But its favorite form is that of a teenage girl. I think if you want to make anything scary, you put a goat head on it. There's just something evil. Every Slipknot album cover ever. Yeah, it's I lo- it's their eyes, man. 
They've got I like, hate those goats, square man. eyes or those we rectangular... Know, you already know how I feel about goats. Remember yeah. that story you told? Their pupils, the aren't, their pupils aren't right. Yeah, no. goats are unsettling. And they eat things. Mm-hmm. Everything. They shouldn't be scary, but they are. And when they yell, good that, lord. That makes them even scarier. This is when something shouldn't be intimidating, but it is for some reason. Hi. But we shouldn't be worried because we have Jesse Ray with us who's not afraid of anything. No. Huh. Alright, but... Wonder Pup! You guys ready? I'm no, so ready. No, I'm not. I'm scared, but go ahead. Alright. Alright, dear listeners. Grab your nearest blankie. Put your headphones in. And your stuffed animal, because... Grab a stuffed animal or a doggo or a kitty or whatever you got. And a pillow in case you need to scream and you can't scream. Oh, no, just scream. <laughs> and let's do this. <laughs> This story isn't an actual real experience for me. It's just a version of the story I wrote. Okay. So Which is going to make it so much more great that he actually wrote it. Even better. Yeah. We, we, we talked about this a couple episodes ago, how good he is at this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I based this off of my favorite one, but I did. this is my version of it. Excellent. So, here we go. When I was 16, my cousin and I decided that we wanted to stay the weekend in our family's hunting cabin out in the deep woods. We called it camping, but really it was an excuse to try and push our luck with some girls from school, and it really wasn't camping since there was a bathroom, electricity from a generator, and a gas cooktop in the kitchen of the cabin. But who cares? No parental supervision and a weekend away with some chicks. You could have called it whatever you wanted, and I would have been in back then. We gathered the supplies, called the hotties, and got the keys of the cabin, and we were all set. Nothing was going to bring us down, and it was a great way to catch a break from all the struggles of the teenage life. My dad told me when I was picking, when I was packing up to make sure that I kept a sharp eye for, or eye out for predators that would like nothing more than to make me dinner while I ate mine. I told him I wasn't scared of anything I could handle myself. Wish I would have listened to him a little better. We head out to the cabin, and when we get there, there's this nasty smell hanging around in the air, kind of like uh, right after you get a nosebleed. Ew. Just that metallic-y, mm. ozone smell. Ozone-y. You could almost taste it. It was so thick. Mm. And we thought, well, maybe there's an electrical wire shorting out or something, and that's what we're smelling. Ooh, that's not comforting. <laughs> and so really quick, we went around, and we searched the whole cabin and all the electrical wires we could see, and everything looked fine, so we just shrugged it off and called it a day. There was five guys and five girls. My cousins and I liked those odds. Wait, this guy's with his cousins? <laughs> with his cousins and uh, some girls from school. I don't, okay, the girls from school redneck. aren't the cousins. No, different people. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to make sure. Yeah, but, well, who's to say the cousins aren't girls and one of the guys isn't a guy from school? It's 2020. 2020, bro. Who knows? <laughs> we could all be goats. Turned down for what? Anyways, <laughs> five guys and five girls. And we're hanging out, we're getting everything set up and getting everything moved into the cabin for the weekend. And uh, suddenly these two guys walk up on us. Looks like a father and son. And we meet them and they ask us what we're doing way out here in the woods. And we explain that this is our family's cabin and we're here for the weekend. And we meet the son, his name is Tanner. And he asks if he can stay and hang out with us since their property is just a mile or two up up the trail from where we are. His dad says, fine, just be back before dark. What if he was a tanner? Tanner the tanner? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Tanner's kind of a douchey name. 
Ooh. Sorry. Oh, sorry, Tanner. <laughs> Ouch. I'm, He's a great guy. He I'm like a walking Kyle meme, so. <laughs> real recognizes real. <laughs> Anyways, we're out having a good time in the woods. We're uh, starting to a fire and getting it getting the party started and Tanner decides that he's not ready to leave and he wants to spend the night with us. And so my uh, cousin Rooster and one of the girls, Kira, decide that they're going to go with him so that they can all go to his house, ask for permission to stay the night, and grab some of his supplies. And they all they take off and we decide that we're done being around the fire and we want to head down to the creek and go swimming for a while. Once we get to the creek, we all notice that that ozone smell is gone. That the smell has been lingering around the campsite. It's mm. just there. Thank God. And we have a couple hours of swimming around and having fun and playing, and we see the sun start to start start to set. And we uh, head back, restoke the fire, get ready to start making dinner out on the open fire. Even though there's a kitchen perfectly in good shape inside the cabin but we're going to make it as close to camping as possible, we decide. And it's getting darker and darker, and Rooster and Tanner and Kira aren't back yet. And we start to worry about that. Wait, who's Rooster? He's one of the cousins. That's an even douchier name. Mm-hmm. Sorry, any Roosters listening. <laughs> <laughs> if you name your kid Rooster, you got, you're either from Alaska or somewhere in the deep south. One of those girls has to be Rooster's cousin. We were obsessed with the ranch. Is her name Chick? <laughs> Chicken rooster? Chicken rooster. Chicken rooster. <laughs> no one's naming their daughter Chick. I don't care how bad of a person you are. <laughs> but we're sitting by the fire, and we're getting a little bit worried, getting a little bit worried, and suddenly we hear footsteps coming. And we look up at the tree line, and hear the three of them coming, sprinting for all they're worth. And they go past, straight past us, past the fire, run into the cabin, shut the door. And we're, we're curious. I mean, when the mood strikes you. We're beyond curious. We walk in, and all three of them are panting out of breath, and they're all crying, and... <laughs> Go on, sorry. I did, uh... yeah, got oceans. Sick mind, not saying it out loud. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> you started it. <laughs> I know. Well, that's the whole premise of this, this trip. That's true. true. He's got a point. He's not wrong. But... If he, he mentioned the thing about rooster's cut. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm staying in my lane. <laughs> <laughs> Moving right along. So we all follow them in, and we try to calm them down, and we get them to take some deep breaths and stop panting. And we get them to tell the story of what happened, why they were sprinting through the woods, and why they were so late. And so... They tell us they got to Tanner's house. They got permission for him to come out in the woods. His dad said he should take a rifle because they saw an animal in their yard the other day that messed up one of their pigs. And Tanner said, ah, I don't need that. It's probably just a coyote or a bobcat or something. And they don't mess with people. So he passed on a rifle. And they were walking back. They're walking through the woods, walking through the woods. And they hear a they hear a sound. And they turn their flashlight over towards where the sound is, and they see a guy standing in the bushes. Yikes. Probably 35, 40 feet mm. off the trail. And they tell him that, man, you just you scared the daylights out of us. You just 
Yeah. Oh man, I thought we were gonna crap. I thought I was gonna crap myself standing here, and the guy doesn't respond, and doesn't respond. And they're looking at him, and they realize that his back is turned to them. Okay. And they say, "All right," and they start walking. They start walking away, and as they're going down the the trail, they hear movement ahead of them again, off to the side. They look to their left. It's the same guy. He's about 20 feet away from the trail now, with his back still towards them. It's like some slender man. And so, shenanigans. <laughs> and they start to notice that same ozone smell. Oh. But just, same just spots. so strong. How far are they from the cabin at this point? Too far. <laughs> <laughs> they're probably about a, they're probably about a football field away. Like I okay. said, too far. Yeah. <laughs> Not too far. They made it pretty far before they saw this guy. And Before they saw him, that's the issue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Too far. And so, they just they just keep moving. The best move, the best choice is to keep on moving. Sure. And they're walking, and they're walking. They look back, and they see the figure step out onto the track, no more than fifteen feet behind him. And so they just start booking it for all they're worth, running and running and running, with that ozone smell just so so strong. I think the smell would be what would get me, honestly. And they hear this just incoherent whispering and gibbering all around them as they're running. Mm. Put a spell on them. <laughs> it's at that point where you're like, this isn't real, this yeah. isn't real, this isn't happening. And that's when they got, they, got, they got to the camp, they ran past the fire, they got into the cabin, and we were all in there trying to talk to them after that. And they... They were just talking about how bad and strong the smell was and this guy and how he didn't respond to anything. And they never actually saw him move. He was just places. And it wasn't possible for him to be there. There must have been more than one person. And so we're all trying to talk ourselves into... It's a group of hillbillies, backwoods, jack wagons, just trying to pull a prank on us. And people are talking about leaving... And and then we all decide we can't leave because it's the middle of the night. And if there's more of them, they're just going to chase us through the woods. That's worse than being in our campsite where we can lock the door on the cabin. Uh, yeah, this makes good sense. So they get done telling their story. And I noticed that the ozone smell that's been around camp all day is gone. Like it didn't fade. It was just suddenly gone. Hmm. That scares me. Okay. It's like it's like relieving yet concerning. And since we've decided not to leave, we started looking out the windows and nothing's happened, nothing's happened. It's been about an hour, hour and a half. So we decided it's time to go out by the fire. Have some uh brewskis that one of the cousins bought with his fake IDs. Go Dude, teenagers are so go dumb. Don't go outside. <laughs> We're sitting around the store, the campfire, and we're telling stor- ghost stories and having a good old time. And all of a sudden, that smell comes back. Out pops the <laughs> <laughs> 1 a.m., the smell is back, and it's stronger than ever. So strong, one of the girls just throws up. Oh, my oh gosh. Oh, my God. It's making all of us nauseous. We're all gagging. Go to bed. Nothing good happens after 2 a.m. You've got an hour left to get to bed. <laughs> Let's go behind behind these wallet chainsaws. <laughs> <laughs>
the hair on the back of my neck starts to stand up and Ooh, I, I stand up feeling. and I say, we should go inside. Something is wrong. We should have left already. But everybody only listens to the first part of that and gets inside. The smell is just as strong inside the cabin. Mm. Oh, it's just no. insane how strong it is. <sighs> There's no relief. And we're all afraid of whoever's messing with Tanner Rooster and Kira is still out there. They're going to try something. They're definitely out. Like they're. Oh, they're definitely going to try something. It's It's got to be yeah. the... That's it's where the smell's got to be coming from. It's going to something. Wow, let's check it out. Oh, but it gets to be about 1.30 and... Uh, we're all hungry, so I get into the fridge and I reach in, I grab some brats. You know those packs of brats from the stores where there's four sausages in each little package? Boy, you stupid. Go to bed. So I cut them all open. I put all the brats in the pot. It's going to cut you open. I boil them all boil them all up, serve them out, one person, one each. And then uh, my cousin, Junior, wow. starts telling stories about... The goat man. Oh my god. Oh, are you kidding me? Man. What a jerk. I heard this story about the goat man. He starts just hauling off and says, It all makes perfect sense. It all lines up. It has to be the goat man. Oh man. And so we all tell him to just shut up. Just shut up. And he stands up and he's chuckling to himself and he walks over to the pot. He looks in and he says, Oh, sure. All of us get one, but you take two to me. And I said, Shut up, Junior. We all got one brought. And then it hits me that I cooked 12 brats, but there's only supposed to be 11 of us. Bum, bum, bum. And just as that realization hits me, Kira screams. She says, get it out. Please, Jesus, help me. Get it out. And she stands up <laughs> and she sprints out of there. And my cousin Junior and I, we were right with her on her heels. What? The trailer door, the cabin door just slams up against the side as everybody runs out. I take a head count real quick. I only count 11. Okay. There's only 11 of us right now. Oh, that's good. <laughs> and my cousin double checks me, only 11. But now you're all outside in the freaking woods. Yeah, why are they outside again? <laughs> yeah. Because she screamed, get it out, and ran outside. Yes. It's 2 a.m. and she's freaking spazzing. That's right, 2 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> 2 a.m. post brats, everybody's freaking out in the woods. Oh, Should have gone to goodness. bed. But I start thinking back and I realize that after Rooster and them had gotten back, there'd always been seemed to be somebody that was just on the edge of the group, never talking to anybody and never saying anything, but always taking part in our meals and always... It was Ashley. Always nearby, but... I didn't really know anybody besides my cousins and Kira, so it was hard for me to place like who they were, and I couldn't describe what they even looked like. Coming from a guy who spends most of his time with his cousins, how many cousins are there around here? <laughs> but I realized that that person, or <laughs> the smoke follows the most attractive die person. Of smoke inhalation over here. <laughs> I am the pretty one around this fire. <laughs> <laughs> mirror, who's, mirror on the wall. <laughs> whose bright idea was it to put a giant log in the fire? <laughs> I believe that was a joint decision for it, you, it was. you and me, Blitz. Yep, yep. You just got to think for giant logs. <laughs> Anyways, I realized that that person or goat man, whatever it was, had been with us all night. But now that we were outside, there was just 11 of us, and the smell was totally gone. Oh. 
we go to Kira and we get her to stop just incessantly praying and crying and ask her to tell us what is happening and what happened with her. And she says that she realized there was an extra person after Junior noticed all 12 broths were gone. And as soon as she was about to say something, the the person sitting next to her grabbed her leg hard and squeezed no. and leaned into her and just whispered something that she couldn't understand. Just gibberish. And then she screamed and ran out. And everybody was saying, that's hard to believe. I don't, I don't think that's true. And then she showed us her leg and the new bruise forming on it. Oh my gosh. Five points of contact for uh... that bruise was starting. So we decided since there's 11 of us now, we're going to do a quick check of the cabin. And we don't, we don't find anyone or anything. And so Just we, leave. So we shut the door, lock it, and we go to sleep for the night because we're afraid to, if we go out in the dark, that whoever's playing this prank on us isn't going to let us get out of here scot-free. But we all get a couple hours of sleep, and when I wake up, the sun is just barely getting into where it's showing light into the woods. I look up, I look up and there's four people just frantically packing. My cousin Rooster, uh, Junior, Kira, and one of the other girls are just shoving things in bags. And they're like, as soon as that sun is all the way up, we are out of here, man. All of us, we're all leaving. And while they're packing, and between the time that I wake up and the sun is all the way up, another group of uh, six say that those four are just pulling a prank on them and that they're going to stay another night. And I tell them, I'm like, there's no way this is a prank. We need to go home. This is not going to end well. And But there's just no convincing them. And Rooster, Junior, Kira, and the other girl say, there's no way we're staying. We're packing up. We're leaving. If you want to go with us, we'd love to have you. But if you're going to stay, you're staying. But that's other six. They wouldn't. They just wouldn't move. Wouldn't budge on it. So I have to stay with them because I have the keys to the cabin. And I don't trust any of the cousins that were left to lock up. Only cousins I could trust with the keys are both leaving. Yeah, they don't really seem to be the smartest group yeah. of individuals. And But Tanner, being a good guy, just met us and decided he's going to offer to stay the night with us. He says, I'll stay with the seven of you another night, but I'm going to go back home and grab that rifle I didn't bring with me. Works, so works for me. He saunters off and he leaves the other six and myself behind at the camp. I try to convince everyone I'm to leave and one more time while we can still see everyone and they're just not having it because they think I'm playing around. Anyway, it gets to be about five and there's no sign of Tanner. And I wonder why it takes him so long to get everything done, but he's coming back with a rifle, so I guess it's perfectly okay if he takes his time. We go inside to make dinner, and one of the girls looks outside the window, and she says, Huh, Kira's back. And I say, That's weird. Why would she come back? She was the one so set on leaving. And I look out the window, and sure enough, there's a female figure standing right by the fire pit with her back to the window. And the girl that noticed her was like, All right, I'm going to go I'm gonna go get her. She shouldn't be out there by herself, especially if she's so scared in these woods. And she gets outside, and she walks out the door, 
and I see her in the window, and she stops dead in her tracks, just staring. And at that moment, I notice there's no there's no sounds in the wood, and that ozone smell is back. <laughs> it is. Yep. I got it's this the goat, man. terrible feeling in my the pit of my <laughs> stomach. I ran to the door. I called out to that girl that went out to get Kira, and I said, "Get back in the house right now." She runs back in the cabin. We shut the door. We lock it. We look. We look back out the window and see Kira standing there, but it's not Kira. But it's just there's no sounds, and it's standing there, kind of bouncing its shoulders, like if somebody was laughing. But there's no noise coming out, and the ozone smell is. It's back, but it's like it's outside wafting in through a window at us. Mm-hmm. It was the worst pie in a windowsill ever. <laughs> <laughs> and we decide we're going to stop. If we stop focusing on it, maybe it'll go away. So we all stop looking out the window. Yeah, that's uh-huh, sure. brilliant. Yeah. And we try to focus on something else. We try to go back to making our meal. And about half an hour goes by. And all of a sudden, we just hear pounding on the door. Pounding, pounding. Let me in. Stop messing around and let me in. We open the door, and Tanner falls in the door, clambers over the entryway, kicks the door shut, and run, and stands up and locks it. Tanner tells us the figure by the fire. Shh, Jesse, you're scaring me. <laughs> yeah, I already got no noises going on. He'd been, coming in, he'd been coming into camp. And he'd seen the figure by the fire, and he thought it was one of us just standing there by himself. And then it looked up at him, just slack-jawed and wide-eyed, just staring at him. And he kept moving, but he decided instead of going straight to the cabin door where the the person was... Why didn't you shoot him? He well, was going to shoot Kira. He's going to circle around. On accident. Take the long way to the cabin. And as he's walking, and it, he's staring at it, and it's staring at him... About halfway to the round, around the circle to the cabin, he realizes that the figure's getting closer to him. Ah! And he hasn't seen it take a step yet. Maybe, maybe it'd be. And so. Maybe you should threaten to shoot it at that point. Oh, yeah. He's circling, he's circling, and he's, he sprinted to the door, and that's when he started pounding and yelling to let him in. And after he tells his story, I go to the window and look, and the creature's gone. Uh, and wouldn't you know it? So is the smell. So if this is like a prank, does he like let gas go every time? You'd... <laughs> <laughs> but you would almost be justified for shooting someone if they were, if like if you went to get a gun and they're still devoted to the prank at this point. Right. They deserve to get shot. <laughs> it's just my my mean Darwinist view of it. Yeah. Then Tanner pulls me aside, and he does a quick count. He whispers to me. He says, There were seven of you when I left. There I seven. count I count seven of us, Tanner and myself. And that thing had oh wait. Did you oh No, there's seven. Ah. There were seven of us when he left. And we do a quick count and there's seven of us now, including Tanner and myself. Oh. I did a quick poll around of everyone, and I said, how many people were here this afternoon? And they say, eight. I said, how many now? And they all took a count, and they said, seven. 
and we realized that that thing had been with us all day. It just slipped in unnoticed this morning oh when we oh my gosh when we were deciding if we were staying or leaving. Whew. Oh, we took a look at what Tanner brought back, and he brought back a hunting rifle and a couple boxes of ammo. Because he told his dad there was an animal out here, all right, but he figured he couldn't tell him the truth because who'd believe that story? Sure. And I felt a little bit of security knowing that we could go full American on whatever is out there. <laughs> but I was also worried what if shooting it didn't work? And we're all in a panic and a frenzy, and one of the girls asks, well, how do we know that's really Tanner? How do we know the goat man didn't kill him and take the gun and walk in here? Oh, my gosh. Ah, the freaking emus. Go away. (laughs) 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 And total hysteria takes over, and a fight breaks out, and a couple people start crying, and they want to go home. And I tell them no one is walking out of here in the middle of the night for the same reason as yesterday. If you wanted to leave, we should have left earlier when I said that we should have gone with the other group. Tanner says that his brother, who's about 19, is on his way and he'll, he'll get here in the tonight. And in the morning, he'll walk us out of here to uh, our house and drive us all back home so that we don't have to walk out of the woods alone. Mm. And best of all, he's probably bringing another gun. Okay. We pass a few hours waiting for Tanner's brother to knock on the door, and we're sitting and we're waiting. We're just not sure what we're waiting for. Suddenly comes a knock on the door, and we look out the window, and sure enough, there's a man with a gun. And we have Tanner ask him a couple questions to make sure it's him. And Tanner says, yeah, that, that's, that's him. We let him in, and he walks in, wipes, gets some dust off of him, looks around at the group, and just has a puzzled look on his face. And he says, where's your old buddies, y'all's buddy that I met in the woods? That slack-jawed slow girl. And we said, what slack-jawed slow girl? This is all of us. Oh my. No, no. Oh and he told us the story of how he was walking into the woods and he came across this teenager, this teenage girl, and he asked if she was part of our group. No answer. He said, you lost? No answer. He said, well, I'm headed back to the cabin if you want to come with me. Oh, my. And so he starts walking. And he thought she was just kind of slow or something. So he left her out in the woods. Well, no, he, (laughs) she was walking with him. Oh, okay. But she was always lagging behind a little bit. And he'd slow down. She'd slow down to stay behind him. He did not like that. So he did everything in his power to get her to get in front of him. Yeah. But no matter what he did... She would always be behind him. Which, as a female following a man with a gun, isn't a bad idea. <sighs> but, anyways, he takes a bend and he turns around and looks, and she's gone. Mm-hmm. And he figures, hmm, she must be taking a shortcut. She must know these woods pretty good, taking a shortcut. I'll just keep on boogieing. And he figured that when he came into the cabin, he'd see her in here with us. And then we told him the story of what was happening, and he said, you guys are just making that up. Mm-hmm. you got to be me. Mm-hmm. And at that moment... That's what I would say. We hear a knock, kind of clawing, just rasping at the door. <laughs> and this oh. voice comes 
comes in and says, Then let me in. Stop messing around and let me in. It's obviously not a person. It sounded more like one of those dogs that the owners trains to talk. Ugh. Oh my god. It just didn't have the right rhythm of speaking. It's It was obviously English, but it's like it didn't know what the meaning of the words were. It was just repeating words that it had heard. It's very hard to translate from a Native American languages into English. And the knocking, scratching, and the let me in, and let me, let me in, just keeps on coming with this same inhuman voice for about 30 to 45 minutes. It was just so hard to keep track, but it seemed like forever. And then the knocking and clawing stops, and we hear just like the padding of feet running off towards the tree line. And Tanner's brother opens the, throws the door open and yells, In the name of Christ, leave us alone! And pops off shots in the tree line. And then we hear him yell. And he backs into the in the door, still shooting. Shuts it. Locks it. And he tells us all about how he was shooting into the tree line. And a figure on all fours, low to the ground, mm. came crawling out of the brush at him faster than he thinks should have been possible. Uh. Oh my god! And then after we shut that door, the copper smell was back inside. Oh, oh come on. Just unbearable. Worse than ever before. It's so strong, I almost lost my lunch. Just right there. You and then this, just you wait. we hear this sound outside. Take your shrillest horror movie screaming woman and throw her in a bag with a cat in heat. It's the best way I can describe the sound that was coming from outside. And for the next, like, couple hours, all we could hear was running and scampering through the woods and underbrush, shaking and movement outside, but it never came back to the door. After a while, People just started dropping like flies. They just couldn't stay awake anymore. It had been just too much. Too much adrenaline all at once. And they started one by one. Everybody started falling asleep. Reese went to sleep. And then it was just me and Tanner. Sitting at the door. Looking out the window. Dude, this Tanner kid turned out to be a, a good idea. And we're sitting there and we're watching. And I see Tanner start to nod off. And I say, you know what? Why don't you leave me the rifle? you done enough today. You go get you get whatever sleep you can. And in the morning, we'll all get out of here. We'll just leave everything here. I don't care anymore. We'll just get out. And he says, all right, here's the safety. Don't shoot us. <laughs> and he goes and he lays down. And I'm sitting at the door. And I'm looking in. I'm starting to nod off. And I see somebody walk from the bathroom and get back into the middle of the group and lay down. <laughs> and I, I start to nod off and something just feels off to me so while pretending to be asleep I look up through my eyes and I do a quick count and there's the no longer eight people in the cabin as there should have been 
Now there's nine. Oh, that is yeah. the worst oh, feeling oh when God, you're like this is terrible. half asleep and you're trying to like check and make sure the room's okay without like letting anyone know you're awake. And you're like, what's going on? Oh my God. Ugh. I panic because I don't know what to do. I don't want to shoot it, it not work, and piss it off, and it just kill us all because I shot it. And I also don't want to shoot and break and wake up Tanner's older brother, and he wakes up, starts shooting, and kills all of us. And we just kill ourselves in that way. <laughs> so what am I supposed to do? I decide nothing is the best course of action. Just let everybody sleep and let it be in and among us. So I pretend to be asleep while keeping an eye on it through my open my slit eyes all night. Oh my god! My and every once in a while, I'll see it stand up and start to heave with its shoulders ah! like it's laughing, but there's just no sound, and it'll make this. It makes these terrible motions like it's about to, like it's gagging on something, and then it'll just collapse back to the floor and act like it's asleep. Oh my god! I hate this thing so much. And finally. Finally, the sun starts to come up, and everybody starts naturally waking up, and Tanner comes over and rouses me from my, quote, sleep. I almost jump out of my skin. Sure. I'm on such high adrenaline. And he says, oh, are you okay? You're just jumpy. I stare at the thing, and I say, yeah, everything's great. And everybody quickly grabs what they can, packs it into whatever bags they got, or freehands it, and it starts moving out, and I say, all right, everybody, just go on ahead. I'll catch up. Oh, no. And all eight of them start walking down the trail. Oh, frick. And I take a second. Again, nobody even thinks about it, because I have the keys, so I'm obviously the last one out. And I walk inside, and I do a check of the cabin, and I go into the bathroom, and I find an open window. With the screen knocked out. Oh, God. Oh, you gotta be kidding Wouldn't me. you believe it? We always locked the door, but we never checked the window in the bathroom. Yeah, dumbass. Oh, you gotta be kidding <laughs> So I shut the window and lock it. Doesn't everyone go to that bathroom? Why don't they notice? There's been a few people in that bathroom, for yeah. sure. Yeah! I, I walk outside, I lock the door, and I run, and I catch up to the group. And there's one figure lagging behind the rest of the group. Oh, God. Oh, but he's behind it, though. He is behind it. Money. And as I'm walking up, I'm trying to lag behind it, but somehow it keeps being slower than me, and I keep gaining on it. No! Oh. <laughs> and the rest of the group turns around and looks at me and waves me forward, so there's no way I can't walk up to them without drawing suspicion to it and making the whole thing worse. So I jog and catch up to them with the person, thing, goat man, behind me. And we were walking out of the woods, and as we exit the tree line and get down the path a little bit, I turn around and look at it, and it stares at me with those cold, white eyes. No. Oh, my God. And it turns around with its slack-jawed face and walks back into the woods, and I swear, I swear, I could hear a whisper say to me, me in. <sighs> that's good, man, friends. Oh, that's it. <sighs> There's no, like, other ending. So you know how in the storytelling episode we said there needs to be a resolution? Yeah. You <laughs> 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 well, that's the good thing about 
that's the one thing about horror movies. I also said a lot about how once you know the rules, you can break the rules. That's true. Yeah. That's the thing about horrors, man. That's what keeps the legends well, going. What's irritating though is there was only ten people. You can easily keep track of ten people. Uh huh. You should be able to, but right, they're also so teenagers. Why are they so dumb? <laughs> well, they're teenagers, and I think that's also kind of what makes it scary. I have you um. This is the principle of horror. Um, I'm not a huge horror person. I don't. I haven't seen a whole lot of horror movies. I mean, that's such an overactive imagination. <laughs> but what what happens in every horror movie? If there's a monster, there's this monster, right? Uh huh. And the monster's terrifying at the beginning of the movie, and then uh, you see it. Like uh, Stranger Things is a good example because if you haven't seen Stranger Things, you should repent in sackcloth and ashes and go watch it. Nope. But uh, not happening. Dude, you're a film major. <laughs> Watch I Stranger hate, Things. I hate horror films. It's not, it's not, it's like, it's more thriller. I've seen the plant thingy thing, whatever the, <laughs> the Demogorgon. It is. good. So, in the beginning of the season, you don't see the Demogorgon and you don't know what it is, and it's terrifying. And then at the end, you're like, oh, and yeah, that's, that's creepy, and it's got a lot of teeth, but at the same time, like, the fear of the unknown is gone. Very hand, you really handle it. And so this is the thing with the, the Goatman thing, is nothing ever happens with it. So it's, we just stay on the edge of our seats the whole story. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think it's good when... When you don't show the monster sometimes. Freaking goats, emus, oh, and freaking whatever I told you the only place to tell the story is around a campfire. I heard some, some clicking somewhere. <laughs> so what is it then? Goatman? Yeah, it's shapeshifter? Is that... Yeah, it's a shapeshifter. It's a That's why spirit. I said at the very beginning that its favorite form well, is a teenage girl. What is it girl. in the house? It's a, it's a trickster. Yeah, it's, it's a mischievous trickster spirit. I don't, I don't spirit. understand his motives. It wants it's not to, there, it's that's not there what, to kill people. That's what's right. scary about it. It wants to create panic and fear. And it did. It that's did its stuff. whole goal. It it succeeded. Yeah. Goes back to its little goat man house and s sits on its reclining sofa and mm -hmm. cracks itself a cold one and Wasn't as giggles. Wasn't as bad as I thought. Yeah, gotta be honest. I guarantee. I'm okay. I see Overhyped. shadow. <laughs> it's really gonna mess with me because I work overnights and this <laughs> building that I'm working in now is like dark. So I'm gonna be seeing shadows. Samuel. Man, oh my God! <laughs> yeah. It's also really helpful to be in a group. Because <laughs> I read that I read that by myself. Yeah. And it was is is rough. Have you ever played? Um... Also, I cleaned up the language a lot, like the language in <laughs> in the original. <laughs> Woo! If you're gonna look up the original, be prepared. The F-bomb is more of a comma than a word in that story. <laughs> That's funny. Um, are you guys familiar with the video game Until Dawn? Uh-huh. So terrifying. I bring it up a lot because I love it. But uh, I, I, uh, I've gotten to the point, I've played it so many times, and uh, I, I just don't want to do it alone anymore. I usually watch people play it now because I just want to see them get freaked out but it's the same thing there's this monster in the beginning and it's really horrifying and then at the end it's the wendigo and they're scary and all but you know they're not as scary when you once you see what they is i think that's the thing about that makes like shows like supernatural where they're monster hunters the thing that makes them not scary is that they they find out what they're hunting very quickly yeah like that's in one episode they find out the thing that they're there to catch and then they go do the thing yeah and like they have the answer to it I think I, that's that's what makes things not that's what makes monsters not scary in the end is 
there's a solution to them. I saw an episode where there, I haven't watched much of it. I'm not a fan, but I saw an episode where there was a teddy bear that this kid wished to life. And of course the teddy bear was like homicidal. And, uh, it was surprisingly scary at the beginning. And then the rest of the show was like super cringy. I was like, who is this for? Is this an adult show? Is this a kid's show? The tone is it's very like, conflicting uh, to me. I'm going to, oh my God, that smoke is just following you. That's, um, that's my attack for the night is, uh, if, if you watch those shows, you're stupid. Uh, well, <laughs> I'm, I'm just about, insulting I'm everyone. To, I'm about to contradict sorry. your opinion, and even in a worse way, because the show that I watched was like super like chick flicky. Ten, Teen but Wolf they had or really something. Good monsters. Teen, Teen Wolf. Wolf? Yeah. yeah. Yep. I know you like that that one. Yep. It's Ocean's Game, man. Teen Wolf. I've rewatched it like four times. Should probably do that again. <laughs> We're on quarantine, so. Yeah, I know. I got time. After I edit these two episodes, I'm going to have all the time. Yeah. If I had all the time. The real problem with telling Goatman is you really got to know your map. You got to know how many yeah. people you got all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I, that one time, because that's why I wrote it out. Because otherwise I would have just told it off the top sure. of my head. Yeah. But I, I, was, I was like, oh, no, seven people. There's supposed to be eight. Wait, no, there's not. There was eight when... Dude, yeah. yeah. Native Americans know how to tell freaky stories. Like, me and my friends were, like, sitting around a campfire one night at Lake Mary. Oh, we were all the, the sanctuary house kids. Yeah. And uh, you might have been there. And probably we, was. And we started talking about skinwalkers, and I was like, oh, I'm done for the night. Don't want to hear about it no more. Oh, wow. I was almost true to my word on how long that was going to be. It's been an hour. Ah, almost 40, yeah, about 40 minutes. <sighs> well, thank you for hanging out with us, everyone. Yeah. Appreciate you being here for my not so scary story. I mean, if you're listening to this alone after you're, like everyone's gone to bed, you're just in your room with yeah, your headphones sorry, on. Sorry, or something, mom, if you're driving home from work, <laughs> you can hear the. Uh... Well, that's the advantage of doing of listening to this story and the bear attack is that we had your guys' reactions, and <laughs> every once in a while we had a comedy break. Yeah. <laughs> Want to do uh, what are we loving? Oh, do let's. Let's hold my our recorder. What are we loving, Blitz? I, I'm loving being back in Arizona for a quick break. Um, I don't have a whole lot of work going on right now because of uh, the Rona, as people are starting to call it. <laughs> Not the Rona. The Rona. My Corona. Oh. And uh, is that a song? Because I keep singing it. My, my Sharona. Oh, okay. Yeah. It keeps going through my head, and I'm like, is this an actual song, or did I just make this up somehow, and it's stuck in my head? Nope, it's a real thing. Um, right, I'm going to put some water hose to that. But yeah, I've, me, I've, I've been on a little vacation here in Arizona, and uh, it's the parking spaces are wide, the gas prices are low, um, <laughs> the guns are plenty, and uh, it's a good place to be in case of the apocalypse. We got a... Uh, a ton of snow up north, which was a shock, but hey, there's water and it's gonna warm up and got woods full of game to hunt if everything goes to crap, so. Watch out, boys and girls, there's about to be steam. It's good oh stuff. boy. That's what I'm loving. Oceans, what you loving? I, hmm, what am I loving? Well, I'm not loving the fact that everything's getting canceled and postponed and wow, that's a lot of yeah, steam. We were supposed to see Kill Switch engage tonight. Yeah, we were going to tell the story of Goatman tonight anyway, but it was yeah. going to be much, much later, which would have made it much, much more creepy, I think. It's kind of it's kind of chill, because now like, I feel like we were all awake. Yeah. After a show, that would have been pretty brutal, telling that whole story. Yeah. <laughs> that was a hard story to tell after a full show. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What am I loving right now? 
I'm at one of those crossroads where I'm like, I'm just meh. Dude, uh, we tried out your um. Oh yeah, yeah, your my quarter inch. Uh, wireless receiver. Yeah, I got a wireless guitar system. So I can walk around and not have to be attached to anything. This sounds crisp, too. It does, yeah. I just need to remember how to play now. <laughs> <laughs> the struggle of all musicians. Yeah. How do I play this thing? <laughs> what are power parts again? <laughs> I'm loving all the time I have with Jesse oh. to sleep in and do my stuff and hang out with a dog who loves me unconditionally. Dogs are really the best. She really does love me. You're making me miss all my dogs. Mm -hmm. What about you, honey? I love seeing Jesse. Oh, man, I'm loving still being in work, even though everybody else is shutting down. Yeah, I got that. If I have to be real. Dude. Hashtag money. But really, it only pays the bills, so. Hashtag survival. <laughs> yeah. That's all it needs. Got that sugar daddy. Yeah. <laughs> even though I'm the salaried one. That was a lot of steam. That's a lot of steam. And not Dude. like the Sonic kind. We did it. Goatman, in yeah, the bag. It's done. Now Sam's got to think of a better, bigger, better, scarier one. Deal. Ooh, Out. season three. <laughs> <laughs> Deal. Or Halloween. We'll do, uh, we'll do it around a fire in Flagstaff. Or, ooh, and a Halloween. Send us your scary stories. We're on Facebook and Instagram. We have an email Gmail. if you're old school like that. BearAttackPodcast at gmail.com. If you want to donate to us, uh, just go to anchor.fm. We're always accepting travel budget money. Yeah. We promise we won't use it for anything nefarious or anything. Mom, grandma, we're, we're we've almost made a dollar. <laughs> we've almost made a dollar for our from our sponsorships. So. Oh my gosh, dude! We can almost one whole dollar. We can almost get a big gulp or a big gulp. <laughs> Go get we can a buy big... one big gulp. Three straws. <laughs> we, can, we can get a big gulp and share it between the four of us. That's feasible. Ick. Yeah, I don't drink soda, so during, that's a no-go. During a, a pandemic, just sharing <laughs> <Yeah>. big gulps. <laughs> this is for the people that still actually have jobs and can afford big gulps. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I'm loving you guys. This was fun getting together. It was. I wish we could do this more. I've given her way too much power. <laughs> she has the magic recorder. Uh, All right, this is getting out of hand. All right, bye, kids. Thanks for listening. I'm Panda. That's Polar. That's Blitz. This has been Bear Attack. Hit and Claire and Claire Bear. And Claire Bear. And, Bear. Yes. and the goat man. Watch out. And Jesse. Watch your backs. Oh, and Jesse was here for this whole podcast. Jesse, oh, and Jesse. the dog. She'll protect you from goat men. Sort All of. right. God bless you, attackers. Have a good night. Good night. Bye. Bear attack.